Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. For the Bobby Eaton Show, yeah. giving you information you'll want to know, speaking on issues affecting us all, and music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello, world. Good afternoon. Good evening. Hey, and welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way. And boy, do we have a great show for you this evening, wherever you're at on the globe, especially here at Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Reparations. We're going to be talking about reparations with Pastor Robert Turner of the Vernon AME Church, historical church here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So you can dial at number 646 716-5525. And hey, y'all, don't forget to press that one button. Well, let's see. What's been going on around town here lately? Well, we've got a a few people getting together and putting their organizations together. And we want you to stop by the studio. Bring your ideas and things to the studio located at 1533 North Norfolk here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, because we've got a lot of people with a lot of good ideas, but they just don't know where to go to implement those ideas. So we can hook you up, you know, we can hook you up with the right people, you know, so do that. Don't hesitate to do it. Uh, The number you can reach us here at the studio is 918-856-3873. Again, uh, 918-856-3873. That's the number here at Eaton Media Services. And we all need some type of services. Uh, We were talking about why don't black businesses advertise? You know, we got an issue with that, you guys. We got to step up our our advertising uh, methods and uh, on social social media is free. So we don't understand why a lot of our businesses don't even utilize the social media aspect of advertising. It used to be a time, you know, you could uh, word of mouth. You can just tell Johnny and Johnny tell Terry and next thing you know, everybody know that you got this business going on. But in 2019, things are a little bit different. We live in a technical age, and so you got to get on the bandwagon, advertise your business. Too often, that a black business will open up, they put all their products inside their store or where whatever it is, and they put a sign outside, and that's as far as they'll go. So they don't get that community support, and they say the community didn't support them. Well, you didn't advertise. You didn't let nobody know that you were there. So you need to get out and do your part to enhance the the economy here in the black community of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And if you're listening, any community. So uh, we want you to do that. You know, go out, guys, ladies, volunteer. Go to Miss Johnson's house and cut her yard, fellas. Take the lawnmower and cut it for her. You know, ladies, go in if you can, build a relationship to help clean up and straighten up. You know, mentor a young man, somebody who's a single parent mom who is 
you know, feel full of stuff and she can't mentor that young man. Mentor him. You know, go in and do that. Well, we're going to take a break and we're going to be right back here on the show. Once again, you can dial the number 646-716-5525. And don't forget to press the one button to talk to Pastor Robert Turner of the Vernon AME Church here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And we're going to do that. So we're going to be right back. All right, stick around. Everybody's present. I'm back to bring these books. I am everybody's present. And I'm the one smoking that shit that everybody's smelling. So you ain't gotta guess it. That's him. Watch out. And I'm the champion. Overdose flow, overdose flow. Coming close. Whoa, that's a knockout. Don't make me hop out. Pull a block out. Watch out for a let wheel. So you want to shop out. And BC's in the other thought. We see he bleeds. Any nigga existing in 3D. And yeah, wrong. Get it on. Get them wrong. Get them very fine for the center home. Yeah, and they are slave with the K-O-K, real nigga, but with the company, take your space, and they gon' hate, but they gon' wait till our time's up, now give me a clock, I can wind up. conversation here in a minute okay and um i'm glad to see you man always a blessing brother a blessing man that you were able to come in here finally got you in here wow <laughs> man it's, it's been a little while too long you know been been a minute or two huh yes, yeah indeed. but we're gonna get you in here more often man hey first of all you are the, you are the pastor of the vernon ame church on greenwood yes i am and how long you been over there man August 26th of 2017. Really? 
No I doubt. left the only home I ever had in Alabama. Really? Home state. Home state, huh? Born and raised. In Alabama. Alabama. Down south. Down dirty south. Deep south. Deep south. Ooh, in the trenches of it, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, man. How did how growing up in Alabama, how was it for you, man? It was a beautiful thing. Um Simply because of the city I grew up in, Tuskegee, um, which is a historic place. Tuskegee, Alabama. Tuskegee, huh? Alabama, yeah. home of the Tuskegee Airmen, birthplace of Rosa Parks, uh, the site of what George Washington Carver, one of the most brilliant minds mm-hmm. ever uh, to do his scientific work, uh, Booker T. Washington. Um, unfortunately, also the site of the Tuskegee Syphilis Study. Um, yeah, right. Went from 1932 to 1972, mm-hmm. our U.S. government gave syphilis to black men. Yeah, I remember. Um, saying they uh, were giving them free right health care. <laughs> that's crazy right there. Very yeah. much so. But, so growing up in the South, man, you know, what was it like for you coming up? It was amazing um, being not necessarily raised on a farm, but just around people who um had the wherewithal to make do with anything. I mean, you're talking about people that are just industrious, brilliant, innovative, um, black people who who knew how to make transformative change um mm-hmm. and not needing like formal education. Right. Uh, but just the will and their faith in God. Um it was it's truly uh, a blessed place to be from and um I'm thankful. Man, that's great, man. You know, you got to see a real deal, holy yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. And then seeing know? people come up from, you know, Jim Crow South and overcoming uh, so much pressure and pain and agony uh, and working together, you know, as a community um, and not being afraid to address problems mm-hmm. is one of the things I got from uh, being from Alabama. Alabama. So you married with children? Born, yes, sir. I have a wife um, of That'll be this month, actually. We'll be married 14 years. Oh, that's a long time, it bro. Is, it is. People don't, oh, yeah, that's a long <laughs> time to be married. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. I have two boys. We have two boys, uh, nine and seven. Nine and seven? Years of age. Okay. One of your sons play drums, don't he? Yeah, they do. Yeah, he does. yeah right, does. right. Uh-huh. So young oldest. to be playing music. Yeah, and that's what is great. I love it. Yeah, he's you know? trying, and we're trying to encourage him. And Got them on guitar. So when I saw your guitar in the studio, okay, they're trying to learn bass and lead. Bass and lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I I think that uh, most young people, kids coming up, if they play instruments, man, they they their creative mind is so so broad, man. Absolutely. You know, they do well in school too. Absolutely. Absolutely. They do well in school. Yeah. yeah. And we have them in lessons, but we try to get him to just, especially my one that plays the lead. Mm-hmm. You know, just start learning to feel the music. Feel the music. Not yeah. just about what's on the sheet, but, mm-hmm. you know, just feeling the music. Right. A lot of times, uh, if they're hanging out with older musicians, they learn real quick and fast. Because that's, uh, you know, when we were young, me and um, running around the neighborhood, me and Charlie Wilson, all mm-hmm. of us, we were playing. We were so young, but we was hanging out with them old guys. Okay. You know, and it, and it upped our skill level. Yeah, yeah. And then it got to a place, we were in high school entertaining our teachers. Wow. <laughs> we was in the club, man. Wow. You know what I mean? We, we, we were chaperoned now, you know, but we was in the club, man, you know. Wow. Man, doing something probably we ain't got no business. Doing. Taking requests. Taking requests. 
Hey, Miss Sherry Lasky, how we doing? I'm doing fine, Bobby. Hey, hey welcome back. You know, yes. you've been a busy bee, huh? Yes, I have. And yes. very busy all day today. Yeah, well, great. Great to have you. Thank you. In the studio with Pastor Robert Turner. Yes. Now, now Pastor Turner, you were the pastor of this great, phenomenal, historical black church. How did that come about? Well, you know, the simple answer is God, um, um, but the technical answer is we, in the AME church I'm a part of, we have this thing called an itinerancy um, that means basically you can travel. Mm-hmm. And um, the bishop over this region, um, we had a church come open, and he, through his godly judgment, um, mm-hmm. felt that I would be a good fit. Um, he and I had met previously, and um, so he appointed me to the church. And uh, my first time in Oklahoma. Um, never been here before. Never, huh? not even on the layover flight. <laughs> wow. uh, no family uh, at all. Um, and the first time that I came to Vernon was when I came to Pastor. Um, didn't know where I was staying. Uh, I tell you uh, the 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 background spiritual element of that one night early August of 17 I was praying and every so often um, every like five years or so God kind of pulls my faith you know he kind of stretches me and he I felt that uneasiness coming again and uh, and typically when God does that he did it when I first got my calling he did that once I once I uh, went like full-time in ministry typically when he does that I, I fight you know, I don't want to do it. Yeah, um, it happens, huh? Yeah, yeah. So it goes, it kind of happens with me kicking and screaming. Uh, this time I felt that uneasiness and I said, God, you know what? I'm not going to fight you. Um, whatever it, it is that you want me to do, um, I just say yes. I say yes to whatever it is. I'm saying that during my evening prayers. And as I'm getting off my knees to get my cell phone, to put it on the charger, I notice, I look at my phone to see what time it is because I want to know what time I'm going to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I noticed I had a text message. This was like 11, 10 o'clock at night. And I read the text message and it is from the bishop of this area saying, brother, I have an opportunity for you here mm-hmm. in the 12th district. Mm-hmm. Will you come? Mm-hmm. Bobby, I had just said yes to God. Whatever it is, wherever it is, I say yes. I'm going to just do it. And I look at my phone. I mean, like the next movement, after I say amen. I say in Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. I pick up my phone to see this text message and it asks me about what I call He didn't give me a state because the 12th district has Oklahoma and Arkansas. Gotcha. And I just reply back what I told God. Yes. So I commit, and I had a great job in Alabama. I was managing, I was a program director uh, for a $3 million grant to fight racism. Um, Wonderful church, nice life, really nice life. And I just told God, yes. And I left all of that. And so the funny part about that whole story is not that I said yes, but I lay down in my bed and tell my wife, I just prayed this prayer and I just got this text. And she could have said anything, but she said, well, I guess we're going. 
<laughs> oh, she said it like <laughs> she that. Said, I guess well, we I go. guess we going. I guess we going. God told you to go, huh? Not knowing where, not knowing what I, what house I would live in, not knowing what school my boys would go to, not even knowing how much I was going to get paid. Bobby, it was that serious. It was like I was that much in the dark. And uh, but I just I committed. You just packed up, huh? Packed up, man. Packed yeah. up and left every all the family that I had. She had also because she's from Mississippi, mm-hmm. and we just left and started and didn't know what we were getting. So when you first into. you guys drove up here, we drove up here, yeah. Yeah, what you all or something, uh, everything. Mm-hmm. So once you got up here, who did you? Who was the first person you met, man? Oh, of course, the church. I met people from the church. They were there waiting on you. Yeah, yeah, because they knew they were getting a new pastor. Uh huh. Um, but how I, did that go? Yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah. know. How, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. How did that go? Yeah. As soon as you got up here, you the new you man on the block. Yeah. Um, you, wait, it was another woman before you. It was a, and she had only yeah, been right. here like a year or so too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And so when the members meet me, I mean, without fail, it was ubiquitous. Everybody. You're so young. <laughs> and they thought you was too young for You're the church. You're so huh? young. You are just so young. I got grandkids older than you, and 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 you know, and I'm used to it. I've been in ministry, so what I do, because I am young, I kind of grow my beard out. Talk a little bit. Yeah, to, yeah, gotta be. Uh-huh. I don't have the luxury of, and I love to play and joke. Uh-huh. But being a young pastor, you kind of you got to be, be serious, serious, huh? be serious because they already elders. see you as a child. Ch- yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. A child, and so I can't just you know you got to sell yourself like huh? I want to. And I'm, yeah. I'm on the inside. I'm a big goofball. I love to joke <laughs> and have fun. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, I have to be serious, and uh, and it's a job. It's a part of the job for me. I know it's not a mandate, but mm-hmm. in order for the ministry to kind of go the direction I think it needs to go in. People have to have that level of respect. Yeah, because they were on the rebuild side, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. In that historical church. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. 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 that's what it was, a historical church. That's right. Yeah, my grandma used to go there. Wow. So, I mean, you know, I understand. Wow. And it's a touch-sensitive spot, isn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It very much so is. Mm-hmm. But they've been very open and accommodating. Oh, you in right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you all the way in. Yeah, they... <laughs> you can't talk about leaving going nah, nowhere. Nah, I'm yeah. good. Hey, I'm you good. good. Yeah. I'm I got my Oklahoma's driver's license now. <laughs> Do you man? Yeah, yeah. Man, that was tough to get my tag out of the Oklahoma tag now. Right. Uh I'm I change over everything. I haven't, I haven't converted to being a sooner fan. Okay. okay. Yeah, right. I, have, I, mean, I still roll with my tie. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> Even though we hurting right now. Uh-huh. But uh I'm I'm good on everything else though. Well, mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. That's good. I was surprised to hear you. I didn't know you were from Tuskegee. Born and raised. Yes, okay, ma'am. and I've been going there for like the past two years for the Professional Agricultural Workers Conference. Great. And that's a huge, I'd never been to Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. And I showed up a couple of years ago and did, just did on walking tour because it was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And the history, history that's like that's connected to Tulsa yes. that people really don't, don't. know. Like Booker like, T gave us the name, Wall right, Street. You right. Know? Not only that, Dr. Carver was there, and Dr. Carver did a lot of work. That's right. You know, and research, and also, like, the third um, director or president or whatever of their science department was came in Morton. Yep. Yeah, and came here to run Morton mm-hmm. That's right. So That's right. a lot of people don't know the history no. and the connection that we have with Tuskegee, and just pretty much 
you know, a lot of them don't, don't even know. know what the that's the, right. They, what the air memo was all about. Right. Man, they they just, don't. That right there. Yes, yes. You know, it was so similar to me. The two cities. Uh, um, when I and I say two cities, I mean North Tulsa and Tuskegee, because as you know, Tuskegee is not a large city right. like mm-hmm. Tulsa is. But if you compare just North Tulsa to the city of Tuskegee, it's very similar. Very mm-hmm. educated uh, mm-hmm. people, conscience. Um, um, and, and even Booker G. Washington, when he came here, when he found out they called this area Greenwood, we have a Greenwood in Tuskegee. Oh, really? Yeah. We, in okay. fact, Pop Warner football, there used to be a team called Greenwood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my guy, I'm, I'm from what they call East End, Tuskegee, mm-hmm. by the lake. Okay. And, um, and so we would play each other in just what we call not intramural sports, mm-hmm. uh, Pop Warner League sports. But I never, you know, realized the connection that the Greenwood and Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. And the Greenwood here, the Greenwood mm-hmm. district. Now, when you got here, did you know very much about Black Wall Street? Is it something did. that you had to learn? Did, did you study it before you came? When I was a student at the University of Alabama, mm-hmm. um, I learned about it during my African American history courses. Um, I did not know the full scale, um, but I just knew that there was a place of Black excellence in America mm-hmm. that was destroyed. Yeah. Never knew you were gonna be right here on it. Never, never in my wildest yeah dreams. Wow, it's interesting right there. So being at that historical church, man, I know you met tons of people, you know, and there um, it's a lot of history there, mm-hmm. and you had to learn some of that history about that historical church. And um, I know Brother Chief Nim, he do the tours and mm-hmm. stuff down there and we got Vanessa and Christy and all of them they're friends of yours who, yes. who've been by your side and some of your church members your diehard church members that are off in there and they, they've been making sure you're taken care of yeah they have you know, they yeah. have I can't ask for a better group of comrades um, mm-hmm. that have been some really... of the deacons and stuff oh, like yeah. that and, oh yeah, yeah the, the sisters of the church and absolutely the mothers of the church yeah. <laughs> it be, yeah. it's really been a blessing it uh, really has been a blessing for you and so now you part of the furniture <laughs> you know what I mean that's what I say part of you part of the furniture now and I was just up in there uh, what was that a couple of Saturdays ago yes you uh, were Sundays or uh-huh. something like that ago and uh, Aduni yeah. was doing her presentation. That was great, wasn't it? It was. It was. Great. And I really enjoyed hearing the reflection from the elders, mm-hmm. um, especially your father, who mm-hmm. is, in my opinion, um, he doesn't get enough uh, credit for the work that he has done uh, in this city, in particular for North Tulsa. And uh, it was just humbling well, to thank hear you. his story. Yeah. Pops is always trying to just tell us tell the right story. Mm-hmm. So many people got the story, but they don't tell the right story, and they don't have some of that knowledge that he has in them stories. Mm-hmm. He didn't told me some stories, and my <laughs> eyes be just budging. I'd be like, "Wow!" Because his daddy told him, man, you know, over in that barbershop over man. there, mm-hmm. and they talked about it like, "Oh man, I used to be a little boy over there." And, I mean, like when I when you see great men like Homer Johnson, Don Ross, uh, Bernard McIntyre, yeah. you know my pops and other guys all together mm-hmm. talking that talk, you know talking about 
uh, reparations yeah. and talking about, yeah. about civil rights. That's right. Ray Freeman, all these guys. I used to be over there, like looking at, like I say, looking at them dirty magazines, <laughs> you know, in the, in, the, in the barber shop, sweeping the broom and stuff like that. I got busted a couple of times. Everybody in the barber shop was looking at me, you know what I mean? And I was looking at them, and all of a sudden I looked up, and they started, they just broke out laughing. Oh boy, that's funny. Oh, man, I was so embarrassed. Let me tell you. <laughs> they busted that one. Uh, you? Uh-huh. Did they catch you? Oh, they bu- <laughs> man, they busted me, man, and I was so embarrassed. I'm talking. About, I must have turned fifty colors, man, because they was all looking at it. nobody. Just, nobody said happened? anything. I, I think. I think my daddy said, "Look at him." Oh. Something like something like that. Look at him, everybody. And it got all quiet. Got all you didn't quiet. know it was quiet. And I, and I, had, I had a dirty magazine inside of a clean magazine. Oh. <laughs> and then they said, "We know." Then, then somebody, I think my daddy and my grandpa say, "Yeah, we know what you're doing over there." <laughs> You know, and I was just like I said, so embarrassed. Did it make you stop? Oh man, nah. only time, hey, only time I looked at him is when nobody wasn't in there. You know now, huh? yeah. You learned your lesson. You learned my lesson, man. It was a long time before I did that. You know, so man, oh man, what a funny, but a lot of memories and stuff in that barbershop. You know, we're gonna we're working on. Uh, turning it into a museum. That's awesome. Yeah, that museum. We're going to turn it into a museum where the public can come in awesome. and see all of these great men and some of their contributions uh, to North Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're working on it right now. So we're going to get started. The work's going to take place. No, man. I think that um, those icons of yesteryear, mm-hmm. um, every child in in this city needs to know their names. They do. Because we benefit from their labor and we don't realize it. And um I so anything I can do to help out with that also please Oh um, man, get involved with it, man. Know. It's gonna be awesome, man. We're gonna put the barber chairs right back where they at. That's nice. You know, the sinks and stools and all the clippers and yeah. the whole thing and people can just come in and you know and you know That's amazing. Get some of that history. Mm-hmm. That history, that's what we want. That's the, well, I want that history to be pushed down. Mm-hmm. A lot of times our youth don't get a no. lot of stuff that they need. No. Oh, they yeah. get it and it's been kind of watered down. watered down, not necessarily mm-hmm. the truth. Watered down. So that's my way of keeping my grandfather's legacy alive. Good. Joe Eaton. Joe Eaton. You know, because he's the one who built the building. He's the one that was his barbershop. And this side we're over right now, which is the radio station side, because mm-hmm. this is a duplex was for family. Mm. This part right here was for family. The barbershop was his. And he so you could go to grandpa and say, Hey, no if nobody wasn't in here, you can open up your business. Wow. You know, this has been a boutique shop. It's been a photography shop mm-hmm. throughout the years. My daddy had his campaign headquarters in here one time. So it's been Your dad ran for office? Oh yeah, back in the day. Okay. Yeah. You know what his logo was? What's that? His name is Bobby Eaton, right? Uh-huh. Bob. Let's get Bob to do the job. <laughs> that was so funny, man. What did he run for? The you county commission. County commission. Yeah, county commission. He ran. He was close. Okay. But uh, have we yeah. ever had a black county commissioner? Yeah, um, Mr. Yeah. Collins. Mr. Collins. Collins. Yeah, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Before this mm-hmm. current, one. yeah, we had one guy. Yeah, so so much history, man. All of that, you know. Mm-hmm. So great. Mm-hmm. Well, being in Vernon, man, I know it's a lot of challenges, and I know uh, you're the only pastor I know 
been out on the street corner of the city mm-hmm. hall, man, with a with a megaphone and a big old sign and a big old sign, man, throwing down and not afraid to say what's on your mind about reparations, man, and and other things that's going on in the city. What made you decide to go down there, man, and get on that corner and bring forth all of that information and knowledge? Well, um, it's, it's going to be a repeated answer um, for my motivations. First of all, it comes from God, right? Uh, when I first came to Tulsa, I knew about Black Wall Street, but I didn't know particularly about the history of Vernon and how it tied to Greenwood, Black Wall Street, you name it. And when I found out about that and I did research on the commission's report, um, the race at the time, they called the race ride miss commission report that was done back in 2000 by Maxine Horner and Don Ross and those guys. Um, and I saw the recommendations that they came up with uh, for reparations and none of it was done. And I was like, okay, so we have, we have the research, we have the data, um, but nothing done about the problem. Um, they, I read, they went to court, the court said, you know, statute limitations. So they quit. Um, they quit fighting pretty, pretty much. Um, and that was it. And I looked around because I'm, you know, not from here. So I was looking around to see what was going on to help push for reparations since what happened in 2000 didn't go through because I wanted to join whatever that was. Right. I wanted to be a part of that fight and I didn't see much, if anything. Um, and so, but I still felt that burning passion on the inside and um, found out about the city council meeting on, on Wednesday. And um, I've been praying and I was like, God, what do you, what is this? What do you, and he, he, he basically uh, told me, I want you to go and tell the city and speak on it. Yeah. And, knowing that they have a limited amount of time in city council meetings and have, they have city council meetings on Wednesday, the same day traditionally black folk have Bible study. Yeah. And that that was done intentionally because it was on a Thursday, but they changed from Thursday to Wednesday. Um, I said, God, I'm, if I'm going to do what you want me to do, I'm going to need a bullhorn because you still got me preaching Sunday and I don't want to put my voice out. And I want people to be able to hear me. And so out of nowhere, a member gave me a bullhorn. Gave you a bullhorn. Yeah, just gave me a bullhorn. Yeah, I, I told him I, I would like, and I'm thinking, you know, preachers talk, people don't listen to what they're saying. I mentioned it one time. And lo and behold, here come your bullhorn. Here come a bullhorn. I had a breakfast meeting um, with a, a brother that I admire, uh, Dr. Joey Crutcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, he and I was talking about, and I told him I was praying about something God was putting on my heart. Um, as far as since they having Bible study, since they having city council meetings on the day we have Bible study, I'm praying about, you know, bringing Bible study to city hall. And he said he said the exact same words like we ought to. Have, he said that's what about true Bible study 
Everybody yeah. meet up at City Hall. Everybody meet up at City Hall. Okay. And I'm like, that was my confirmation. You know, I got I had the bullhorn. I got validation from an elder leader, a statesman that I respect. And um, I just said, God, give me the day. Give me the day. And um, I'll go. And the day was the Wednesday following 9-11. It was September the 12th, 2018. I'll never forget it. And didn't know what to expect. Uh, I didn't register for a public outburst or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking I'm probably going to get arrested. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I, I, I told my wife, you know, call this such and so person to bail me out. I'm probably going to jail. Mm-hmm. And so I never forget. I got out of my car and I didn't publicize it to the media. I told one group about it and I'm not going to name the group. I told one group about it that was supposed to be for reparations, mm-hmm. and they told me not to do it. Oh, okay. They, they told you don't do it? They told me not to do it. Mm-hmm. They said, we vote and decide. I said, you can't vote and decide something God told me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I went by myself, mm-hmm. and um, just a Bible in one hand and bullhorn in another, and I walked. It was it's It's different now because I'm used to doing it, but the very first time doing that physically by yourself, were but, you nervous? Man, it was. It was. I was nervous driving up mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got out that car and I started to walk, I really felt like there were angels around you. Huh? Yeah, man. I I was physically alone, but I felt like there were angels like it's watching over me. I felt like you know the AJ Smithermans and the girlies. I felt like You're I surrounded was surrounded by yeah. You. You know, I, this I was is like, what it is. You, you know, had your ancestors yeah. around and walking with and, you. And so. I'm like, I mean, I know people think I'm just single by myself out here, but they don't understand. There's a huge congregation from okay. heaven looking yeah. down, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Go on, black man, preach." And um, and so that started it. Mm-hmm. And so rain, sleet, hail, or snow, out there, I'm gonna it. let the city know. Yeah, you know, a friend of mine said he goes out there with you too. Cleo, Cleo is a Brother beloved, I was gonna say Cleo Harris. I was gonna say once I started doing that, um, God has just sent support, and Cleo is a brother that I can't say enough about. He mm-hmm. has been there on times because now my schedule has gotten a lot busier. Mm-hmm. Uh, on times where I'm out of town, he's still still going out down there, the floor, huh? and yeah. I just I thank God so much for him. Um and and he has been a true asset mm-hmm. and a true blessing and members from the church mm-hmm. and now our men's ministry starting to come out has huh? come oh, cool. out and and, mm-hmm. and so we and so now we stopped just the city hall Bible study and now we've had the march when mm-hmm. we so starting October starting last October we march and that was the first ever march in the city for uh, reparations mm-hmm. and uh, we marched from city hall to Vernon. Every Wednesday, uh, starting at 4.30, okay. this is when the City Hall protest Bible mm-hmm. studies happen. And then when we finish, mm-hmm. we march. And, man, you you ought to see the looks. Uh, we've had some, I've had some personal uh, things that have happened since then. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to ask you. Um, well, I'm sorry. No, I was going to ask you what you just said, personal things. Yeah, um, um, and I don't even want to dignify people's actions with uh, edification on mm-hmm. your show, um, but I know God is protecting me, mm-hmm. and okay. I don't fear any man. Yeah, and if they're listening now, I mean, hit me with your best shot. 
uh, because I don't I don't worry about that. I, I pray and I know that um, who's protecting me. Right. And um, I'm going to keep going as long as I got breath in my body. And I just know if I no longer have that breath in my body, somebody else will pick up the flag. Okay, I got a question. Uh, man, the white folks. <laughs> Come on, man. You know, can we tell our stories our way here? Yeah. Have you had any opposition from some of them? You know, like yelling back at you or saying something oh, kind, yeah. kind of crazy. Oh, yeah, all the I'm time. I'm pretty sure you in oh. Tulsa, Oklahoma, you got to get that. Yeah, so man. What are some of the things they be saying back to you, man? They, uh, you know, people tell me to shut up all the time. They do? Uh, people point the finger and not the, not, and not not the, the nice finger. Yeah. Not the nice finger, yeah. huh? Yeah, um, people kind of crank up the engine. Um, that's just, I'm kind of used to that now. Um, mm-hmm. It's just the, the other things that people kind of do and say, and um, do they ever come up to you? I've had um, and you know try to debate you and go back and forth. No, 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 nobody has has done that per se. Okay. They they have they have tried to talk to the people around me to try to discourage them. They have done that. Like, why are y'all here? What are y'all up here with him for? And mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, um, but yeah, no, I've had uh, interesting individuals. You know, kind of stand. Um, uh, across the street mm-hmm. and, and on the corner, across on the, the corners, trench coat, like um, yelling stuff. To I, you. No, just eyeballing. Oh, just eyeballing. And, and one okay. guy just kind of stood there one time. And, um, you know, you have your little, your pickup trucks that circle the block. And um, 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 it's just other things, man, that I don't even want to kind of dignify. But we, we, I'm going to Yeah. And yeah. They, they won't stop me. They won't, they won't. And I don't, I don't pressure anybody to come out there with me because I know uh, it could be dangerous. Like literally, every time I go out there, and I, when I put my clothes on to go, um, I kind of think about this could be the last outfit I ever wear, you know. And um, but I go, you know, and it's just something that you when this when it's that ingrained in you, you know, I rather live on my feet you know, they're down my knees and uh, unless I'm praying. Um, and so we just, we're going to keep doing it because we owe it to the ancestors and those who've gone on before us uh, to do it peacefully. I don't agitate. I don't, you know, try to uh, provoke. Um, I just speak truth to power. I tell this city what her sins are. Um, um, and it is not my job even because some people, you talk about white people. Um, I've had some words, some black folk to try to say, what's your point? What's your purpose? It's, oh, it ain't going to change nothing and, and all of that. They and, don't believe. Huh? Nah, yeah. And so to me, they got me wrong that I'm not trying to change anybody. When I preach, I'm not trying to change folk. That's what the Lord's job is. My job is to be obedient. And my job is to just follow God's will. Um, he does the transformation. And so my job is to hold them publicly accountable, to give them notice that you have sinned, you are sinning, and justice is due to God's people. Mm-hmm. And whether or not other folks think it's realistic, whether or not other folks think it's possible or not, I don't, I don't let, uh, I've got more, I would say, naysaying from within than from without. So you think from like 
because I want to, does your church support you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God for okay. that. Uh, the men's ministry of our church, yeah. um, they come, and even the members that don't come, they send their support. Mm-hmm. Um, they are definitely praying um, for me, and um, I appreciate that, because they could be the other way around, yeah. you know, historical church like Vernon. Right, mm-hmm. but but because of the situation with Vernon and their, you know, the acts that happened to Vernon, of course, you would hope everybody in the church would be on board with reparations or reparation for the church and the community as well. But you made a comment about some of us, okay? And thing about what you're doing, Mm -hmm. they always say, oh, you know, that's beneath me. We don't need to be out there protesting. We don't need to do this, that, and the other. But baby, if there was one dime that came down on the table, they won't five cents. That's right. They would line up for it. That's right. So people are willing, you know, they'll tell you, no, uh-uh, that's, don't do that, don't do that. But the moment it looks like any type of, you know, anything that was similar to, resembling, whatever, reparations or anything, that'll be the first one. Mm-hmm. And that's the crazy part. Like I'm not Half even of. a descendant. You're right. I'm not even a descendant right. of a survivor. So right. I'm personally not going to benefit at all from this. Um, hey, you the, will. The, 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 the Vernon may. Um, You'll benefit. But the thing about this, I'm not going to be a Vernon fan. I'm gonna die one day, right? We, I, we I, all are. I, I'm, I'm. Yeah. And I'm in an itinerant system, so mm-hmm. you know. So this really doesn't kind of. This is something that doesn't benefit you no, personally, no. but it brings attention to exactly. what is happening or what has well, not you know, happened. Well, I kind of like, exactly. you know, you guys say that, but uh, I think uh, if you're African American, it benefits you. Yeah. As a people. Oh, yeah. As a people. As a people. There is a benefit. Definitely. You know, it's, you, you ain't Definitely. losing the war yeah. if you're doing what you're doing, yeah. you know, so yeah. it's a benefit. Yeah. You know, some kind of way because it's. If you if one person can just mm-hmm. hear what you said out there on the corner, mm-hmm. and they can you can and, and they can reform themselves yeah. thinking in their minds, then that's one person one. That's right. You know. But the challenge is getting people to understand, and wrap their heads around reparations. Some people. Some, some some people don't don't even know what reparations are as far as our people is concerned, mm-hmm. and as far as some of them is concerned. And the, the the question is always asked. Okay, what kind of reparations are you talking about? What are you talking cancer? about? You talking about financial yeah. reparations? Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, physical. Check. Yeah, check, 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 check. check. All of that. Yeah, all, all of that. that. And yeah. how much are you talking and about? All of that. And how much do you give? Do you give until you die? And on reparations until, until it's made right. Uh, well, it ain't gonna never be made well, no, right. It's not you. Right. All it's of never what we've been sacrificed right. in our lives and Oh, and so the thing is this: uh, I think you're both right um, in a sense that um, because it won't go to the actual people, mm-hmm. um, they can never repay us for everything that mm-hmm. we lost. No way. Right? But as they have done for other communities, mm-hmm. is what you were saying. Oh, for sure. They, if we are truly seen as equal citizens right. in this country, um, if you can give it to the Confederacy, 
and they rebelled against us mm. in the Civil War. But mm. we gave the South reparations. I went right. to the University of Alabama. So One of know. the buildings, <laughs> I had a class, an African-American history class. It has a plaque on the wall saying this building was built in reparations to the South for the Civil War. We gave it to the Confederacy. We gave it to a Republican president gave it to the Japanese Americans mm-hmm, mm-hmm. over $1.6 billion mm-hmm. to 80,000 Japanese end up being like 20 million per person. And we gave it to the native Americans and the Alaska. We gave them like we gave it to everybody, man. million acres except, of land. Except for one Everybody. We supported it when Germany gave uh, yeah. it to the Jews from the Holocaust. Every ethnicity that has ever suffered mass damage in this country has gotten it, but African-Americans. But, you know, the, the difference is between those communities and us, they fight for theirs. Right. And we don't fight for ours. We fight, Brother Bobby, for everybody else's yeah. issue. We fight for everybody. I mean, you name a cause. We right there with we them. We right there with them. But when it comes to things that solely benefit black people, we quiet and our so-called allies, they know where to be found. Mm-hmm. And so, excuse me for being unapologetically black and supporting an issue that benefits black people. And people like to throw up in my face, you know, well, you all got affirmative action. That, mm, that, and mm. affirmative action benefits white, white women, women more than it does anybody else. Then some people have the nerve to say, well, you got parks, you got a uh, centers. Yeah, parks. I've heard that. Uh, you got parks. A park a is park. for you all to take your kids to. My community, we don't need a, more parks. We, no, we, need some re- we need some justice. We need some economic development. Exactly. We need some grocery stores and, and some stuff. That's, but that's, but that's, what, that's what I've heard the response be. And people say, you know, you're Rush Limbaugh's of the world. Well, you got welfare. Guess what? White women get more money in welfare than we do. You oh, are sure. You know, I, mean, I tell, I tell people about welfare than anybody, okay? Get, right. Don't get it twisted. And so I just wish We're a minority on welfare. Exactly. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I just wish our community um, supported themselves and see, I, I really think is a vestige of, of a white supremacist ideology that you don't deserve justice. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the same day mental slavery That's right. of, of our mm-hmm. minds. We're That's still right. enslaved in our minds. That's right. And we don't sometimes we don't believe we we can do things in unity. You know, mm-hmm. other races they get together and the Hispanics they get together and rebuild and right. do different things mm-hmm. like that in the community. But it seems like we have a hard time putting our dollars together to build and, and grow and see the vision of tomorrow. Yeah, and then another thing I've heard people say, well, it's just too much. We can't pay you all back. It's just too much money that we owe you. And, and I'm talking about the slavery reparations mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I remember when we had a recession in this country, but the big banks were <laughs> bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Right. And we gave a $1 trillion stimulus in the middle of a recession. Recession. Because we said folk were too big to, to fail. fail. That's, That's right. right. Too big to fail. But what about black folks? What, a, what about you? Yeah. You know, exactly. <laughs> what, about, <laughs> what about you? But we can't let people tell us what they don't have. And mm-hmm. what they can't do. And what do. they right. can't do. Right. 
Let's go to the phone lines right quick. A couple of people on here. If you want to talk, all you got to do is press the one button if you're listening. Uh, let's see who we got here. Area code 539-664. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hey, hey, this is Christy. How is Christy. everybody? Uh, how are you Hello, doing, Miss Christy? Christy? Hey. hey, Christy. <laughs> hey, Pastor Carter. This is my girl. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> know that voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bobby. Come on. Hey, Sam. What's going on? How you doing? Hey. And what you got going on? What you got going on? I know you busy in the community and you no, doing uh-uh, stuff. No, not if she on the phone calling well, us. She, 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 she a break. Take, she's taking a break. That's all she's doing. Break time. Mm-hmm. No, I did. I, I I heard you had my friend on, so I said I gotta get in here, and I'm glad that you have Pastor Turner on um, to so you know people can hear what he's doing because um, he deserves so much more and. Uh, and, and more support from this community than what he's getting. Because um, what he's doing is historic. And um, people need to really, really catch on. I'm so inspired uh, by Pastor Turner. I've never said this before, but um, when Pastor Turner came, I was in a real low place with activism because you know you just get to a point where you get tired because you feel like it's only you and nobody's listening uh then someone comes along like pastor turner who was just a light um for me and so i am so grateful to you pastor turner and uh and what you're doing and i always will support you when i you know definitely can Sometimes I get so busy at the school, but, you know, I'll be there when I can. Um, But, yes, I love what you're doing and talking about reparations. So that is a topic that we definitely need to talk about. Um, And and, and what does that mean? You know, and a lot of people just think of it as a check. And, yes, I do want my check, but I also... (laughs) want to have shared resources like we should mm-hmm. have a piece of way piece of the railway um you know of shared power and those resources um we should be establishing international economic agreements and um you know those type of things as black people um and not be afraid to to demand those things i'm not gonna say ask but to demand those things um you know, we always looking to build bridges, and I always say I hate when people say that we need to build a bridge. Why are we building a bridge for a bridge we didn't even destroy? We just need to build where we're at. And so um, I think that's just so important, and Pastor Turner really uh, is that example and, and really getting us to build within our own communities rather than building bridges. We need to build from above the foundation we already have. Uh, here. Um, And I always say, too, there's two types of reparations, one external, one internal. And we definitely need to really focus on the internal as well as the external. And that internal reparations is we have to create a set uh, values and principles agreed upon um, because, you know, white folks would love to give us a check if they know we don't spend it with them. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to yeah, that's true too. Like, I'll spend 
uh, money within our community and support each other. And so um, I know Vanessa, our city council, Vanessa Harper, um, is really trying to get a reparations conference. Right. And so we really, mm. She need to get on this radio station and come on and tell our people what's going on. <laughs> that was, I've been trying to get Vanessa on here. That's what she needs to do. And to uh, yeah. council ladies' credit, um, I love me some Vanessa. Is but... the only sitting city councilor that has publicly come out in support of reparations. And I want to say this, yes. and I and my sister, my dear sister Christy, um, always kind of mentions this uh, about you know partisan politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to be certain that before we give people our vote. And I think Christy even has a T-shirt about this. We need to make sure these candidates have a black agenda, and chief among that okay. black agenda ought be reparations. Mm-hmm. And we need to stop, you know, allowing people to pacify us with paved roads. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna pave your street. We're gonna give you a splash pad and all mm-hmm. this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and we get happy off that small stuff. That's mm-hmm. Right. You know, we need a commitment from you that if you get in this position. You are going to support justice, reparations for our community, and period, point blank. And, and, and every other issue, splash pads, paved roads, that's fine. That's great. But well, they should be doing that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's something they should be doing anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Christy, hey, thank, thank you for calling in on the show and sharing that good information, okay? All right. Love y'all. Love, love you, too. All right. She's a trooper. She is. She has been there. Been there. Day one. Uh, people like her. People like Chief. People mm-hmm. like Vanessa. People like Soldiers, Dr. Man. Tiffany Crutcher. Yeah. Um, who, in the midst of her family, yeah, all tragedy, of them. Greg Robinson. Greg Robinson. Yeah. You know, Richard Baxter. Uh, even, all of them. Even some of our, our Caucasian brothers, Nate Morris. Yeah, Nate. He's yeah. been in really it. solid yeah. and active. Right. right. Um, and I'm just thankful for their support. Um, yeah. In the community. Yeah. Let's go to the phone lines. We got another caller right here. Let's see what we got right here. Area code nine one eight. Three one zero. You're on the Bobby Eaton show. Ray Nail has also been a big supporter. Yeah. Hey, 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 Kevin, Kevin Ross, saying yo, what a great oh, show. Oh, Kevin Ross in the house. Oh my Man, y'all hitting it on the head. I must say, this is a point in time that it's like preaching to the choir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. But... Doing it. And, 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 and Pastor, I, I must say, I have seen many pastors come to Tulsa, say what they're going to do in Tulsa, and then they leave Tulsa. But I must say, you can't in headstrong confront whatever devil come your way or our way, and you speak up for all of us. It has been a powerful uh uh, occasion for me to see you do the work that should have been done by others a long time ago. And wow. this is truly uh, amazing. And, and when I see you work, I'm like, I wish I could be there with them. I will be there with them. I wasn't working, but I know there will be a day I will be out there those weeks. And, and man, and I, I'm, I'm telling you, um, I have worked with the Race Riot Commission uh, when it was active back in 2001. I mm-hmm. ended up uh, also working with uh, Johnny Cochran and Charles Ogletree when it came to sue the city and court right. reparations. And they got off on a technicality. So the mm-hmm. fight should never be dead. Mm-mm. 
Uh, no, we need to keep the talk the talk up. It, you know, one thing that, that in my observation, when we had, I call them the Greenwood Dream Team, when it came to Tulsa, but the bad, bad lawyers, black and white, the male and female that came to, to represent Tulsa's uh, 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 survivors, the few that were left, one thing that did sadden me, I didn't see enough Tulsa mm. on the bandwagon. These people came with their own dimes, came in. To help us, and we did not like, you know, jump on that bandwagon. So, uh, uh, keep fighting the fight. There, are many of us with you on this. You're not alone. And and I must say, I I, I want to congratulate Bobby on his new K Bar. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and you came back home with a vision, and you brought it. You brought a lot of things to the spirit. And I'm telling you, when I came back home, it wasn't this kind of fight going on. We still don't have the fight that we should be having, or no talk of was totally different. We got, like Big Mom used to say, I close mouth, don't get fed, and I want to mm-hmm. take the shrimp. We got to be able to understand that we, too, need to be at that table at all times. I, I love the work that, that's going on. Uh, I love what Vanessa's doing, Chief and and and, and Chrissy, uh, uh, keeping that fight up. And yes, they're tired of us, and so they should. But the fight <laughs> goes on. All right, like man. That's great. That's great. Thanks, Kevin Ross, man. Right, Greenwood Tribune in the house. You guys, you know, send him a request. Get you know because you know we always talk that. You all, you need black media. Mm-hmm. Do not disregard black right. media. It's mm-hmm. so important. That's right. It is so. It's more important than most people even think about us, especially. Yeah, and Kevin's been doing it for. And he's been doing it for mm-hmm. for a long time. I've been knowing his brother forever. And his dad is another one of those legends. Who are you talking about? I mean, hey. we wouldn't be. Hey. We wouldn't have any of the data hey. we have outside of the work that his, his daddy was over in the barbershop. That's right. Wow. <laughs> in the barbershop. He was in the barbershop. Man. You know. And so what yeah, you guys have in Tulsa is remarkable. You, we have in Oklahoma something that the United States Congress does not have because of the work of Brother Calvin's dad and, and Senator Horner. We have empirical data on the harm and the effects of the race massacre of 1921. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Congress, John Conyers started, now Sheila Jackson Lee out of Texas is continuing they have presented a bill in every session to study the effects of slavery on Africans and their descendants. They can't even get a second from their own Democratic colleagues. But what you all have in Oklahoma, you have what they're trying to get in Congress. They're trying to get a study. We already have a study from Mm -hmm. the Race Riot Commission Report Mm -hmm. of 2001. The only thing we don't have is the testicular will are the unmitigated gall of elected officials to push for actual recommendations being implemented. Okay, yeah, you failed the Supreme Court, right? But you got state right. statute. The Oklahoma State Legislature tomorrow can pass a law to enforce to implement those recommendations. They can enforce they can they can pass a law tomorrow to cut the check to each one of the descendants from the nineteen twenty one race massacre. If they don't have enough courage to do that, they can pass a bill that can waive the statute of limitations to allow people like you to sue them 
for what they and, did and, not and, and that's the, and that's the problem with that you know so the thing that I understand that my, my father's push for for reparations when he was active in office it mirrored what went on in Rosewood mm-hmm. okay. it went on, it mirrored Rosewood you know Rosewood the survivors got paid it is what it yeah. is much as they should have been. But Oklahoma got slick and put things in place that they couldn't be sued. Yeah. That's the craziness of it. Said, well, that's not a good idea to us, but we can't be sued. You know, we can't pay for reparations against the law. And so we got to get uh, politically motivated. Those people that are in power right now, we need to put the feet to the file. Let's make this thing work. We not gonna go along with your agenda when it's, it should be everybody's agenda. But we yeah, all got be. to have that talk. We all got to sit down at, at our table before we go to other tables. We need to have our own table talk or sit under the shade, the shade screen in front of the barbershop and have that talk amongst us. If not, you know what? And that's right, Kevin, because, you know, that's what those men did. They right. they had a talk, man, in a conference, like in the barbershop or around the coffee table, mm-hmm. and they strategized. That's right. You know, they right. strategized. They put it together, and they knew where they were going. They knew what was happening. They knew the laws. They knew what they could do and what they couldn't do. But they did it. So what, so what and, and, and the so I, I, I do want to say this, is that, um, uh, I, I'm looking at this thing uh, right now, uh, uh, September 2018, when that Wall Street, the Washington Post story came out with Christie and Vanessa Lafonte's talk about the last grade. Now, <clears throat> that was a historic change, but what no, made uh, that change made asking that you was able to speak a uh, uh, power to truth. I mean, you speak the truth to power. When, uh, oh, by the way, Mr. Mayor, what you do about this grade? And mm-hmm. the rest is history. Right now, making right. history. There are other cities around the country that's following talk to lead on how we do this. They're just figuring out, we got the grade. Mm-hmm. Well, look, they're looking at us. All eyes on Tulsa. Oh, eyes on oh, you know, and wait, and yeah. wait until the centennial gets here. Right. Oh boy. Yeah, that, that's well, when it's really going to hit the fan. Because when you look at what's happened and what mm-hmm. happened then and between then and now, I mean, it's it's just it's unbelievable yeah. that what has not happened. Yeah. And so when people come and they see that, it, it's sort of like well, what y'all, what have you, what have you guys been doing? And it's the people right. that have been here be, between that time, what have they been right. doing? And what you haven't demanded right. anything from yeah. your legislature, your elected right. officials so on the state level, you know, yeah. local, local level, we know yeah. what we're doing. But yeah. when you get to the state level and the black caucus, what, what have you done? Right, right. Look here, we got a lot of callers and people want to want to hone in on the conversation. Okay. Kevin, hey man, thank you, man, for tuning in. Really appreciate you, know, you brother. We, you know, we love you to death over here. So, love y'all thank you. Love y'all more. Right. And okay. I just want to yeah, say that I didn't even, and, and you know this, uh, brother Ross, uh, that that meeting that you're referencing, I didn't even go there intending to say what I said. Uh, I just yeah. read the article about yeah. Counsel Lady Hopper and Christy and what they had done and unearthing yeah. the mass graves issue. And I just, God kind of put it on me and 
He said, if nobody else says something, Robert, you say something. Right, right, right. And so when nobody wow. said anything, That's the way it goes. I was the last person to, to raise my hand. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I wow. mentioned it. And um, I called the mayor out on it. And um, I called him out on rep- reparations, too. He didn't answer the reparations question. But he did <laughs> respond to the um, yeah. He, did yeah, he didn't answer that one, huh? To the man's yeah. grave. Okay. Well, let's move on along. We got some phone calls. Hey, Kevin, we'll talk to you in a minute, okay? Thanks, bro. All right. All right. Let's see what we got here. Area code 334-207. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hey, Bobby. It's Tiffany Crutcher. Hello, Miss <laughs> Tiffany. Hello, Tiffany. How are we doing? Hey, Miss Sherry. Hey, Dr. Turner. Hey, hey, how you doing? I'm doing what? good. Of course, you all knew I had to call in when I heard my yeah. brother was going to be on the show this evening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, comrade, uh, <laughs> yeah he's yeah, here. Well, I just him a shout out. He is, we are so blessed to have him in Tulsa and and I don't ever like to get into shaming our people because we we have been traumatized you know we have a lot of unresolved grief uh, a lot of internalized oppression but God always sends somebody just like he sent Martin Luther King to Montgomery uh, he sent Dr. Robert Turner to Tulsa Oklahoma and (laughs) and I've watched this brother um do some amazing things and just jump right in and just take ownership and, and treat Tulsa like it is his home, even though he's not from here. And I mean, to see how he houses the homeless. I mean, he allows homeless families to to stay at his church for a week at a time and, and they feed these people. And, you know, he's done summer camps. You know, my nephew was a part of a, a summer camp um, this past summer and it just helped him tremendously and to go around the community and give communion and allow um open up his church just for community for the community for people like myself and and other activists just to have meetings he's done so much and it reminds me of dexter avenue um church Mm. here in montgomery back in the day when the church used to be everything it used to be city hall uh it used to be the Department of Education for our community. It, it was everything. They talked about economic development, and that's what Dr. Turner is doing. He's changing the game, and and um, you know, I just want you to cling on to Galatians six and nine. Don't get tired. Don't get weary. Mm. Keep marching, even if you have to stand by yourself. That's what I pride myself in. That's the scripture um, that has kept me going, and it, it, it gives me hope. And so, I just want to let you know to stay encouraged. Um, we love you. You've jumped right into the Terrence Crutcher Foundation yeah. and um, just supported us in, in that effort as well. And so just want to let you know we love you. You have been a light to this city. And, you know, people may not see it now. They may not acknowledge it right now. But just know, um, you know, your time is coming and God, he sees everything that you're doing. And so I'm grateful for you and uh, I'm just looking forward to to great things. And I will say this, y'all, Dr. Turner's church allowed us to build a memorial Amen. on that ground, on the playground. Yeah. He Speak could have that. given this land and sold it to retailers that want that land, you mm. know, to, to white people. He could have done a lot, could have capitalized off of that land. 
but he said, no, we're going to memorialize our ancestors because they've never had a proper memorial or a burial or a ceremony. And that's sinful when you don't yeah, do yeah. that. When, and, and so he said, you know what, we're going to do this. And, and I'm just humbled, honored, grateful, and just can't say thank you enough. And, and man, God sent you to Tulsa right on time. So that's all I have. And congratulations, Bobby. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for always lending this platform for us to share our story. And, um, you know, I'll be home soon. Well, thank you. When you get here, thank you got to come Dr. by the Chris. station. You know what I mean? We want to talk some more, okay? And I just want to celebrate mm-hmm. um, Dr. Crutcher on really being the a, work that she's done. I mean, yeah. I can't even put uh, into words. She's like, been a soldier. I mean, in the in, midst of suffering right. and mourning, yeah. um, she just has opened up her story for all of us to share in. And, and continue to, to share. And to fight. You know, mm-hmm. it's, one thing, to, it's one thing to mourn, mm-hmm. but it's another thing at the same time. I mean, you standing. Mm-hmm. That's like, I mean, incredible to me. So her strength, I know it's God-given. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I consider her like a Harriet, you know. She is a Harriet. And, and, and she is really uh, um, someone that... She's one of those. She's community. one of those people in the community. One of those soldiers. Mm-hmm. You know, we got some few soldiers, and yeah. everybody kind of know you. Everybody, That's right. you know what I mean. You know, if you have a meeting or a town hall or something, mm-hmm. these soldiers are going to show up. Well, she's part of those soldiers, and she gets yeah. stuff done. Like, yeah, people, she gets stuff done. A lot of people yeah. talk, you know. But have you seen her gala? That oh man, she's been, yeah, man, uh, she's just done everything. Public hearings, and that's what I like about soldiers, yeah. you know, who participate in the army in the fight yeah. for you know for equal rights mm-hmm. and you know civil rights and equal rights. I mean, I love that stuff, man. Absolutely. Well, look here, we got another phone call. Let's see what we got. We got people just calling in. Area code nine one eight four three zero. You're on the Bobby Eaton show. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Miss Sherry. Hi, Dr. Turner. Mm-hmm. This is Raynell. Hey. Okay. Hey, I was just calling in to reiterate. I'm grateful uh, for you, Dr. Turner, being here in Tulsa. You really give me hope um, for what the church should look like. Um, make me want to <laughs> return to church as a millennial. <laughs> Something uh, <laughs> that I think is missing in church uh, is what you're bringing to um, the church today, and I am grateful for that. You inspire my work, um, how humble, fearless, and passionate you are, um, and just talking about all the things and uh, touching on all the things. So thank you for your service to Tulsa. Renelle, I really appreciate mm-hmm. you, um, a young woman who who doesn't mind coming out for a cause. You are really a, a true asset um, and a visionary, and you work hard. Um, congratulations again on your house. Yeah, uh, I hate I couldn't make it uh, to your house warming, um, but I really appreciate Thanks. you being on the front lines um, um, at GLA, at City Hall, all that you do. It is definitely needed, and um, I'm, I, I really appreciate your call tonight. Yes, we have a lot of people. Yeah, thank you so much. The, the millennials are out I said we have a lot of people like you, Raynell, and you're setting an example for folks that That's you right. don't even you don't even know people are watching you 
in, you know, what you're doing in the community. And you probably think you're just going about your business and nobody sees you, but yes. And she can not even turn 30 yet. She's doing all right, that. Right, right. And inspiring other folks. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much, Ms. Sherry. Thank you, Dr. Turner. Y'all right. have a good evening. You too. You too. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for calling in. Okay. All right. Well, man, hey, we're back and uh, we've been talking about reparations, man. What do you think of some of the moves that we as a people need to do to really speed up the process? Well, first, um, I think I kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, we need to hold our elected officials accountable, right? I believe, um, you cannot. I in, really believe that for sure. In 2020, mm-hmm. um, there should not be a vote given that is first not given with a statement on where they are politically on reparations, right? Um, number two, we need to research ourselves and just a lot of people, and I hear this all the time. I grew up in Tulsa and I didn't know anything about the race massacre. Oh, you hear it all oh. the time. That's, you know, that's I mean, a, you can't advocate yeah. for something you don't you don't know you anything, anything about. about. That's right. true, and that's why, and it's probably by design. Absolutely. So, by design. I mean, you, you may have had family members to talk about it in in closed circles in the house, but outside, you know, we we don't know about that. The educational well, system is just not catching up. You, you know, I, I was told that back in the day. They didn't want to talk about it after it happened because they didn't want it to reoccur. Mm-hmm. You That's know, right. To just all over again. That threat was palpable. So man. they, so the elders and everybody just kept it hush hush. Don't mm-hmm. talk about that ride. That's something you don't talk about. No. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And so because they knew that the young people mm-hmm. were going to rebel, coming up behind, coming up yeah. behind them, were going to be like, what? Mm-hmm. You know. And it was going to be. I mean, it, yeah. it was so bad. That, it was so terrible. I mean. The first time airplanes were used to terrorize Americans wow. was not Pearl Harbor, was not 9-11. It was right Maybe here in Tulsa, right. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right. And they, the people who flew those planes never were prosecuted with the crime. We went to war against Al-Qaeda for what they did on 9-11, right? We went and bombed Pearl. Mm-hmm. We went and bombed Hiroshima. Right. We, the we well, America. Right. America. We went yeah. and bombed. Yeah. Yeah. Black folks didn't go the, bomb. The first nothing. time a nuclear weapon, atomic yeah. bomb was dropped, I got you. was in response to Pearl Harbor. Yeah. And they still don't have a military to this day because of what they did at Pearl Harbor. We are their military right now. But the first time the airplanes used to terrorize Americans and not one, one person, person be charged with a crime? Man, go ahead. And then on top of that, the, the company that owned the airplanes, according to the Race Ride Commission report 2001, was Sinclair Oil. Oh, God. Yeah. The gas the station, private, the green dynasty that we the still patronize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So talk about adding insult to injury. Mm-hmm. Wow. The first time airplanes used to terrorize black folks, was right, terrorize Americans, black or white, was right here in Tulsa. Now, one of those persons was charged with the crime, and the company that owned the planes that terrorized us Still in operation. And still making money. And still making money. Yeah. And we ain't saying a word. We just. We, we're, we're not saying a word because we don't know. 
And that's the problem. And that's the problem. That's why we have platforms like this to give out information. I love your show. Man, you got to have black communication and media. Yes. It is so important. The word out. We have the media. We have the word out. But I want to get back to what you're saying, holding your elected officials accountable. Okay. Now, that's another conversation. Yeah, that's another conversation. Mm -hmm. But how do you do that? We, at every political candidate forum, you know, there ought to be somebody uh, asking them a question. I don't care if it's on the agenda to talk about or not. You cannot come into our community and try to get our vote if you don't have an answer to reparations and how to make that possible. Um, we we desperately, and also to make it more uh, contemporary, we need a new police chief in this city. The fact that uh, what happened to people like Terrence Crutcher and others in this city, black men being killed, black men and women, mm-hmm. um, and to still have the same leadership. You know, where else is that done? Like, whoa. really? Where else is that done? Every, in every other city where a black person was killed by the police, and correct me if I'm wrong, that police chief is no longer serving okay. today. True, true, true. But well, we still in Tulsa. We got the same. Well, we got a different. Too. We got a different mentality here. We only stick together for a couple of weeks after an incident <laughs> take place. You know, somebody gets shot, somebody get killed. We're gonna be protesting for two weeks, a couple yeah. of weeks. Uh, and Sherry, you said something about the elected officials. The thing about that is, we're not educated what an elected official is and what their positions do. We vote on them based upon popularity and names. In the community. In the community. See, a lot of us don't know what a city councilor's position do or what a state representative's position do or or a senator. Mm -hmm. They don't even know Mm -hmm. what those titles are and what what the responsibility. We will elect an elected official and we'll kick back and we'll expect them to change the world, you know. And when they're not doing what we think they should do, we're going to talk about them behind their back and we're going to chop them off and stuff like that, which we don't need to be doing, mm-hmm. you know, rather than, well, the, the, the grass need to be cut over here in the field. You know what I mean? And call your state representative and ask them, who do you contact? That's right. Uh, uh, you know, because that's the city property. That's right. You know, and we don't think like that. No. And those are some of the things that we need to start thinking a lot to hold our uh, elected officials accountable. That's right. So along with voter education, you, people need to be educated on the, the, the political process. process. The, the yeah, process. Just like and, and people don't know. Who, what are you voting? Who, what are you voting for? What are you voting for? And what are you voting for? What are you voting? I'm like this. I study the vote before I go to vote. Good. Right. I, I need to know what I'm voting for. A lot of times the system will have uh, a legislative type things to check the box Mm -hmm. and you don't know what boxes to check. That's right. Right. You know, so some people just check any box. Mm -hmm. Yes or no. They check (laughs) and it could be devastating. It could be killing them. That's right. right. You know, so you gotta know what you're voting on. Yes. You do. I don't check a box unless I know what it's all about. I don't blame you. That's my process. I don't I don't blame you at all. And so uh, the first thing is you need to make sure we hold our elected officials accountable. Well really first thing you need to educate yourself. Um, on the issue. If you are in Tulsa and you don't know about the race riot, race massacre that was called a riot for too long, and that was that term was used for political reasons, then shame on you. You right. need to educate yourself. And don't we cannot, unfortunately, Brother Eden, we cannot depend upon our current educational system oh, no. to educate 
our people. children. We can't. We just we just can't. That's why we at the church we have this freedom from account that Dr. Crutcher mentioned. We 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 cannot take that for granted uh, that they're going to learn that anyway. So we have to teach them um, ourselves, and uh, then that then really have a strong stance uh, on your elected officials and those I'm not talking about just black elected officials I'm oh, black okay. white anybody in your district anybody wants your vote yeah needs needs to support your agenda mm-hmm. period point blank um and 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 really uh because I used to work in politics and elected officials are real big with saying well that's not an issue in my community nobody has come up to me and said that was a big issue in my community and so if they can say that, they can go on and act as though they don't have to do anything about your particular agenda. But so if we don't have an agenda as a people, that's why this conference that Christy is talking about uh, is so huge. That's why this thing we have Saturday at Vernon, where we have somebody from the ACLU coming down mm-hmm. to talk about racism man, in America. We got we to gotta advertise. We man. got to. And I want to talk to you about It's kind of like, you know, we can have all of these mm-hmm. events. And when we have these events, you got 10 people show up, yeah. you know, 15 right. people. And it's not publicized. And it's the same yeah. soldiers. Yeah. Because I, me and Kevin Ross and Nehemiah Frank yeah. and some of these guys, mm-hmm. we cannot express how important it yeah. is to have black media to advertise stuff. Gotcha. We can work deals with you. I got you. You know what I mean? Because we're, we're, we're owned and we're independently owned. But it's so important. More so than you getting an ink pen and a pencil and writing it all down in the study room. Yeah, yeah. And you having your event and you got ten people, people show, show up. When you need a thousand that people to show up. There. So yeah. how do we get those thousand people? We gotta get the word out some yeah. kind of way to the public. So they can because I'm like this, if you solicit a hundred people, I'm just using an example, you might get twenty five. Yeah. You know, out of that hundred. Yeah. Now you do a thousand, you might get two 50 or 300. It's a a law of averages and numbers. But you got to let people know. Especially when you got platforms like ours who will do it for you for free. Absolutely. You just got to bring it to us. And that's something that we don't do in our community which stifles us in our productions. Because we don't advertise. If they advertise, they're using the wrong avenues too. No, advertise. they don't. They advertise a little bit here and there mm-hmm. amongst themselves and their friends, mm-hmm. amongst themselves and their friends. You got social media out here mm-hmm. and they try to go that way. You got radio stations, you got newspapers, you got all kinds of media that will help you advertise your, your thing. And, and you got to do it in a timely manner, too. You can't sure. wait till a week before your event <laughs> and then try to jump out there and advertise. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, that's true. You know, but if your event is next month, you know, and you know it's next month, you can jump out there a month or two in the head and okay. let everybody know. Because, you know, black people, we we last minute. Wait till the last we minute. wait till the last minute to do anything to show up, whether we're going to go or not, or participate in this and participate in that. So we got to get better at it, man. No. You know, I'd like to see more radio stations here in Tulsa, more TV shows, more newspapers, more mega black magazines. That's the whole key. Yeah, that's right. Because mainstream media will tell it their way. They'll interview with you 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and they'll give you 10 seconds worth of interview when you see it on TV. And I also believe that 
you should come to your black media first. That's right. That's a good point. Before you run that Fox 23 and Channel 6, you know, and Channel 8 and all of them, you know, we talk about, man, they'll run over there real fast and then here, Mm. and we have to get the story from them. When you should be running your butt over here to eat media services, Black Wall Street Times, Oklahoma Eagle, Greenwood Tribune, you know, and all of these people first. You should do that first. That's what's wrong with it. every other race will do it. Mm-hmm. But we won't do it. Because mm-hmm. we want, well, they little eyes on so. But at least we'll know. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, well, at least we'll know. And it only takes a, co- a phone call or oh, a conversation to let us know. So we can just go and start talking about it. But we're going to talk about this. I'm going to go to the phone line. Let me get off my horse. No, nah, man. You know you're what right. I mean? Yeah, I'm going right. to get to the phone. Let's see what we got here. Area code 405-885. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Yes, uh, Mr. Eaton, it's Jabbar Shoemate. Hey, Jabbar, how, how you doing? Attorney brother and Miss Sherry hey, Lasky. Man. I just hey. want to say I've been uplifted by all of the things that you've talked about, but I want to thank you, Dr. Turner, for coming to Tulsa and giving your time and your talent and your treasure in such an important issue. When we talk about the issue of reparations, it's important to help people understand what that looks like. And you've been on a, on a mission to help people understand and be able to frame this is what this is, and this is why, before we ever talk about reconciliation, That's right. you have to repair. You have to repair. To... You still there? For helping this city. I'm still mm-hmm. here, helping this city okay. achieve what is true reconciliation. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. Thank you for calling you. in, man. I got to get you in here for an interview. And I appreciate I love uh, to. you, Brother Jabbar, because um, oftentimes people kind of mention that, you know, they want to, they want to kumbaya, right? Yeah. <laughs> they want to, they want us to just get along and let's move forward, you know, and that is fine. Um, that is fine. If we, have had justice mm-hmm. that is i mean we can let's let, let's let's move forward mm-hmm. but let's first address why you got six inch heels on mm-hmm. walking and i'm over here in a wheelchair mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and, and 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 let's let's talk about how fast can we move forward if you got if you got um some 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 running shoes on and my feet in cedar blocks mm-hmm. you know and I think that I think it's disingenuous. I think it comes from a position of privilege mm-hmm. when people's gut reaction is, well, let's just move forward. Let's just not even think about that. Um, but that happened to me. Right. And so it's easy for you to say, let's not think about that. Uh, and even even I've heard uh, some African-Americans say, well, you know, let's forget about that. Let's move on. That When you bring up the past, it makes people feel bad, and it's just not good. It's, it's not, part of your history, it's, it's, but you haven't dealt with it. You ain't dealt with it, yeah. you do not deal with it, that undiagnosed trauma is still there. I went to a workshop uh, recently at Langston University. Shout out to the Mighty Lions, I believe. That's mm-hmm. Langston yeah. Lions. Langston Lions, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and they had a workshop on trauma. Uh, and and trauma based on things like the race massacre and how 
not just the massacre, but slavery and all of that can be embedded into your DNA. And you suffering, you tense, you stressed out, and the sun is shining outside. But it's because you have this undiagnosed trauma internally that you have not even addressed. And so as a community of people um, to have suffered, you know, a similar experience um, to act as though we can just go on without any addressing of what happened. I think it's a farce. And I think you only hear that when it comes to our issues. You never tell a Jewish person oh, God, no. to get over the Holocaust. Never. You, you never mention America. America yeah. would never tell yeah. itself, let's just get over 9 11. No. Let's just forget that ever right. happened. Mm-mm. You know, we still fighting right I, now. Of, for example, the Oklahoma City bombing. Oh my God! Yeah, for sure. Oh my God! You know, we had the bombing. That that bombing took place, exactly. and that was a horrible thing. But you don't have a problem acknowledging Not that problem at in all. our daily lives. Right. But the mass, this massacre that took place, you still don't want to deal with That's it. That's right. You still don't want to tell the and, truth about and, it. And and I I really get why white people don't want to talk about it because. It kind of indicts them, um, but the problem I have, I have a problem with them too because I think that if they're they're real persons of conscience, they should care about what happens to mm-hmm. us. But my, my my one of my biggest concerns is African Americans because it's, it's it's as though we have taken on the mind frame of our oppressors internalized, and and, 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 and we don't think our issues are mm-hmm. of enough value to be even looked at or mm-hmm. even atoned for, right? Mm-hmm. And that that to me is problematic, and it it is so it is so sad and it's so damaging that we have passed that down. I think at first it was passed down out of fear. Our parents and grandparents didn't want what happened in 1921 to happen again, um, but I think now it's gone from straight up fear to a point of we don't even feel that we're worthy enough to have our justice atoned for, right? Or fought for even so. Why are you out there on the street corner? This is this happened almost a hundred years ago. Well, it just goes back to what we were talking about slavery before. When you see that type of trauma, that's right. When you visualize that, okay, and getting back to being in your DNA, when a woman is carrying a child, she's actually representing three generations at one time. That's right. So just her and what she's carrying is her future's future. Mm. And all that internalized stress and same thing for me, it's internalized. It's there. Mm. So it's passed on from generation to generation. You don't want to call, we like to say generational curses, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It's not mm-hmm. a curse. It's just, it becomes a part of who you are. That's you right. can go certain places and all of a sudden you just don't feel comfortable over bridges, That's right. over big bodies of water. And it has nothing to do with your fear per se, that has become a part of your DNA. DNA. It's become a part of you. And so That's it right. is passed from well, generation to generation because, to generation. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna be honest. I, I feel funny when I'm just sitting there with a whole bunch of white people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, I'm I mean, I do I get the I get the funny feeling. I don't even know what to you know. I'll be like, <clears throat> what's going on right here? Well, Bobby, on a cold day in the, in the middle of the winter, you know, you could probably like they have to turn their head just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's okay, Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob, huh? I feel funny, but uh, I'll say, "Ooh, my grandpa, Ooh, my, <laughs> you know, whatever." 
But you know, it's uh it's crazy though. You know, we gotta do better. Yeah. We just gotta start doing better. Internalize. Internalize and address address the traumas that we've experienced. Actually start doing them. Well we gotta start doing more so than we're talking. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times, black folks, we'll get together and we'll mm-hmm. talk. But we'll talk and talk, do but to something. actually do it and yeah. visually see it, yeah. we got to start being able to visually see little stores and grocery stores and things popping up and stuff like that. You know, well, We have mm-hmm. to be able to support it. I think Christy mentioned a point that it's one thing for us to get a reparations check, which I support, right? Um, but it's another thing that for some of us, for, for really, I mean, if white people who had businesses looked at it from this point of view, they'll be much more supportive of it. Um, because when we get money, it doesn't stay in our community, but like 30 minutes. That's it. If that long, that's long enough to get a haircut, <laughs> right? You know, you, might, you might be able to stop at the quick trip up you know, there and get some gas, our, but, our, and if you get Sinclair, your hair done over here, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. but, uh, so it, invest in Sinclair, huh? So really, yep, that was oh, thing, yep. nah. uh, we is, don't even know it. See, that's the information that we need to all that. Even a quick trip. Let me tell you something. I talked to the regional manager up there, right? Mm-hmm. It's the number three quick trip in the nation. That mm-hmm. that up there. It just came a couple it, of days ago. Yeah, no, no. It just it, this this what it is. Number oh, three oh, in sales. Wow. Number up three there. in sales. Pine and Peoria. Yeah. In the nation. In the nation. So that's not Texas even like a year old. It ain't even a year old. All them black dollars going to uh, gentrification. Yep. And gentrificate, they're not putting anything they're not back putting in. Any money yeah. back, back in. in. And it's sad because it's, it's so sad. When you quick trip has like um they have money that they get for fundraising and whatnot. Oh, and they do. And to get the little coupons, they almost make you jump through a hoop, hoop to, to get, get one. those things. Wow. But again, you I, make it, they did they do not want to support our causes on too many levels. You know, you know when I took those kids to Atlanta? You stopped at how many? I <laughs> when I took those young people to Atlanta, I petitioned Quick Trip to help us go to Atlanta. How much? To get I didn't you? get a dime. They didn't even give me no coupons. No coupons <laughs> or nothing out of them. After soliciting them, I'm taking twelve young youth to that, so they didn't respond. And I said, hmm, they're in. The, they're making all these millions and mm-hmm. millions and millions of dollars. But they're not putting anything into our community. The Burger King is up there. This new gentrification mm-hmm. is coming, right. y'all. No, it's here. It's here. You know, so you, people need to wake all up. All those little entities that you're talking about, you're requesting funds from them. The first thing they want to say, we have so many people coming from them trying to get mm-hmm. from us. Yeah. But you're still not giving But you them. got them soldiers like them Tiffany Crutchers and them mm-hmm. Christies oh, yeah, who donate, who yeah. will help. You know, you got people in a community yeah. who can see what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. and they will donate and help. But, you know, we got to get our community into donating and helping in a whole lot of areas. Yeah. You know, we got to get them to, huh, huh, not just the soldiers mm-hmm. in the trenches, because, you know, it is a few people that make a lot of people look bad. Yeah. Think mm-hmm. about that. You know, because the majority of people here in North Tulsa District, uh, District One are good people. Mm-hmm. Just a few knuckleheads That's out all. there doing some knucklehead stuff, but mainstream media will put it on that tube, that you know, and they'll show it, they'll show it, show it, show it, and they'll keep doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, for one, you know, for one thing, I w- I contacted the local media prior to us going to Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. 
And I told him we were going to Atlanta and come by at 2 o'clock, 2.30, Fox 23, Channel 6, Channel 8. I solicited them all. Good. Right? I did. Nobody showed up when we left. But when we got going on. Yeah, well, we when we got burglarized down oh, there, they, they showed and, that, and they, they came back up here and came in here and showed that. Mm-hmm. See, that, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> so <laughs> the narrative that they want to come out from this side of town is crazy. It's crazy. It's neg- they don't want that type mm-hmm. of story. That, that, um, that good story. Mm-mm. They didn't want what we did in Greenwood. Mm-hmm. You know, Black Wall Street. That's why our children just, don't know it. Well, well, they didn't want us. They didn't want it then because it was so powerful. That's and right. People were making so much money because you, you were insular. You our, know, a generation from slavery. Just, just a generation from slavery. Okay, less than fifty years. Yeah, less than fifty years. Yes, from slavery. You had African American former slaves mm-hmm. of the Native Americans, former slaves to the whites in the mm-hmm. South come to an area without any small business loan without any governmental grant without any without without any philanthropy at all um not not without any like formal education like these folks didn't have college degrees nope they had determination right they had faith in god Mm -hmm. and they built the greatest economic place for African-Americans than anything in this country and how did this conservative state reward them the people who made their own money they destroyed it out of racism and then uh they passed laws as you know to keep us from rebuilding thank god for people like a uh, chappelle spencer mm-hmm. and, and uh, those lawyers uh buck franklin mm-hmm. who sued them and we actually got that overturned but over time uh they did things like urban removal uh, mm-hmm. Put the interstate highway there, nineteen sixty-seven. Right. Oh yeah. And, and they so today the only thing we have left on Greenwood Avenue, on the original Greenwood Avenue, because I don't call that Gap Band Road mm-hmm. uh, Greenwood, because how in the world can a road go straight and take a right? You mm-hmm. still call it the same road. <laughs> right, same that road. That ain't Greenwood. The road, right. the length it is on, mm-hmm. that ain't Greenwood. I mean, that's Gap Band Road. Mm-hmm. How can it's so, straight? So, then it makes that hook. Yeah, yeah it's straight all the way down. It's straight all the way down. Straight down. Straight all, but they did that through urban urban mm-hmm. removal. No, they and, did it on purpose. And, and, and we and we don't understand that was all a part of the plan. But right, also a part of the plan, they erased something major. They did. They, you know what? Besides Greenwood, outside of Greenwood, they erased something major. And you know what that was? What was that? Lansing. Lansing, yeah, Lansing had so much be. economic development, yeah. movie theaters, pool mm-hmm. halls, churches, uh, churches stores, hotels. Yeah. They erased it. You know, Morton is down there. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. it's industrial now. So they erased it they totally. It. And so to my point, the only thing mm-hmm. that's still a black on on the original Greenwood Avenue is your church. Is the church. Uh, a church, and, yeah. And the only thing we have from the Black Wall Street era in the Greenwood District is the basement of our church that was built in. And you're taking up donations for that, right? Yes, we trying are trying to get des- it desperately. Get. But building yeah. that old needs so much repairs, and mm-hmm. um, we have a GoFundMe page. Uh, it's doing okay. I thank God for those. What is it? GoFundMe Vernon. Yeah, GoFundMe Vernon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very easy to find. If you want to, you can send something in the mail. Just put for uh, blessing of the basement campaign. Yeah, because yeah. we're trying to really because even this year without any marketing or anything, 
in person to over 1,200 tours of the church. People just come from all over. And they just so, want to see the church. And, huh? yeah, and they just want to see, they want to be in that space. Mm-hmm. And so we really want to set it up to be much more amenable uh, for tours. Um, and of course, as Dr. Crutcher mentioned, the, mo- the memorial. Oh, boy, everybody needs some finance, don't we? Everybody. Yeah, but, yeah. To, to, but to mm-hmm. me, um, this is more about keeping what our ancestors built. Like our sanctuary was built by the survivors, mm-hmm. and their names are on it's our historical. It's historical. It's, it's a landmark and of our history. I feel like the presence I'm reminded of when 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 God came uh, and visited uh, uh, Cain after he killed Abel. And he mm-hmm. says his blood, he said, what have you done? He said, your brother's blood cries up to me from the soil, mm-hmm. from the ground. And truly, um, mm. unatoned blood, yeah. it's the curse on the land. And it still cries out to God. So when I go down to Greenwood, as I do like in every day, it, it's just, it, wow. I feel like the blood crying out, you know, wow. saying, "Do you can you hear me? Is there anybody willing uh, to go and, and fight for our cause? And so that that just you know really has given me the motivation and the passion uh, to fight to fight for justice for 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 God's children, and I do it as long as God uh, keeps putting breath in my body. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's that's what we do. That's what we seek to do and accomplish. And it's 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 not something that um, I have sought attention for. It's just one of those things where. You know, people have heard and they see like CNN, um, now the ACLU, now CBS coming at the 15th with Nicole Young mm-hmm. and 60 Minutes. And it's just, you know, God bringing their attention on on the movement um, and how it's it's just this time. And I know we failed in courts back in 2001. Uh, so legally, there's no there's no mandate. Um, statutorily, we're trying to work with elected officials to get that done. But morally, and that's all I stand on, you know, morally, it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's the right thing to do. And there's no statute of limitation on morality. Mm-hmm. That doesn't expire. Yeah. Well, hey, we're going to take a quick break. I got to pay the bills. Sure. You know, they say, Bobby, you got to pay the bills. So I'm going to pay some bills. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. You can dial that number 646 716 and talk to Pastor Turner of the historical uh, Vernon AME Church. And so we're going to be right back. So y'all stick around, okay? Cool. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community. The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroots Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to The Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 
Coast. So Bahamas, then for 104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.coastofmaytown at gmail.com. Thank you. Dawn Tree here, CEO of Underground Tree Studios, your one-stop shop for graphics, web design, and art. You can find us online at www.utreep.com. That's the letter U T R E E P dot com. As well as finding us on Facebook, Underground Tree Studios, Instagram as Underground Tree, and you can also find artist Dawn Tree online as Artista Dawn Tree. And you can also kick it old school and give us a call at two zero two. 910-4409. Don't hesitate to call us. All it takes is a 10-minute consultation. We can have you hooked up. Peace. If your credit starts with a 3, 4, 5, or 6, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554. Or text camp to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. It's the Two Dogs Radio Show. Sports Talk has two new voices. Jerome and Young, Talk NFL, NBN, NCAA, and local sports. Highlighting legendary coaches locally and around the globe. Two Dogs Radio Show. Start now. KBOB, the home of the Bobby Eaton Show, the Juice Radio Show, and Two Dogs Radio Show. Yeah. I do it big. Okay. You better R-E-S-P-E-C-T me. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Stay connected and call us now at 646. 646- 716-5525 and press 1 to go live. It's the Juice Radio Show, bringing the liveest people on our show. Talk to top chefs, music artists, and entrepreneurs. Sit down exclusively with the Juice. rocking with the best. The Juice Radio Show talks up. Ladies and gentlemen, the all-new KBOB 89.9 FM, black-on-black community radio. It's the Two Dogs Radio Show. Sports Talk has two new voices, Jerome and Young, Talk NFL, NBN, NCAA, and local sports. Highlighting legendary coaches locally and around the globe, Two Dogs Radio Show. Start now. today's leaders while inspiring tomorrow's. We super serve our local community while helping you serve the world. We are Eaton Media Services, a full service company providing promotion, 
Theography, Courting Services, and more. Connect with us today to find out how we can help you entertain, empower, and inform at EatonMediaServices.com. It's the Juice Radio Show, bringing the liveest people on our show. Tulsa's top chefs, music artists, and entrepreneurs. Sit down exclusively with the Juice. Rocking with the best. The Juice Radio Show, Tulsa. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. We tell stories our way. Oh, yeah. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. And we are taking donations over here at Eaton Media Services, located at 1533 North Norfolk. We're trying to get a van now. We need some transportation. You know, we don't have no transportation for our youth, the Juice Radio Show, which airs every Thursday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. You know, and uh, those young people are doing some um, a lot of stuff. You know, so that's what they're doing. Let's go to phone lines and see if we got somebody else right here. I hope I ain't clicking on the same person. Let's see what's going on. Area code 918-346. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hey, Bobby, this is Cleo. Hey, Cleo Harris. Cleo Harris, Jr. What's going on? What's going on, my brother? I, I, I know that laugh in the background. <laughs> That's that James Evans laugh. <laughs> that is too funny. How are we doing, my brother? Oh man, I'm I'm blessed as always. Uh I I just so happened to see my brother Robert uh uh post a picture and I seen, wait a minute, I know that studio and I said, What <laughs> And so I was like, oh, man, I got to call in. I got to call in. So I'm calling well, in. You, you called in, and you know this place too well. So, you know, he's here. Yeah, Our I brother, Robert, Pastor Robert Turner, is in the house. Right. And we've been great talking. Man, great man of the most high. Yeah, he's he, he definitely an inspiration, a, a community leader, a righteous ruling man sent from the most high. And just love him. Love him like a brother, you know. Uh, oh yeah. I, I he didn't get a chance to listen. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a chance to uh listen to the show. I know y'all probably had a good show and I was like, Oh man, I probably got about ten minutes, so mm-hmm. you know, if I can just two minutes in and Well you just, know, uh, you know you, you know it's recorded. So the show is recorded. All you gotta do is Google a Bobby Eaton show and you can listen to to um, you know, listen to all the shows. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I just just wanted to, you know, call in and just, <clears throat> you know, let everybody know, hey, uh, uh, you know, you guys are doing a great job and service for the community, and we need you. We love you. Um, we all, we all, we got. And yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What you're doing? You say you're that one. Right yeah. What? Well, yeah. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing, and uh, and I'm proud. I'm proud of you guys. Proud to be a part of a great company of a good, good, strong black educated man. Same sounds good to me, man. Continue listening, okay, brother Cleo. Yeah. I've said privately, and I just want to say publicly, man, you have been um, 
a solid comrade and a uh, an Aaron or however you you want to put it. You 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 are true the true epitome of um, someone in the trenches. Um, you come out. Um, you you act. You support. You lead. Um, you you are just you're a prayer warrior. Um, you yeah. you are a confidant. Um, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful so much that God uh, brought you out. And um, I I don't know whether you shared your story on the Bobby Eden show, but just how oh, he been on here a million times. Up, here. But I, mm-hmm. I gave you a huge shout out earlier in the show. Um, and it's just been a wonderful, wonderful journey for justice with you, brother. It really has. Hey man, same to you, man, and 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 yes, man. Number one, and Bobby will tell you, I'm a yeah, I'm a prayer warrior, and I'm a team player, and whatever Father see fit, I want to do His will. And so, yeah, you know, no one man can do it by itself. And That's I right. Just, you know, That's I just right. appreciate how He linked us up, and we went right to work. And That's right. We're doing that one project for you. Yeah, uh, that, can't wait to see that. that. I, I, oh well, you know, we're we gonna keep the crowd catching. That the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess I can go on and break the news, you know, and then then I get on off of here because I I want to keep the show in the format that it was going. But uh, I definitely want uh, you guys, uh, you know, to be the first to know that I'm opening up my first storefront. Oh, okay. oh, that's great. You didn't tell me about that, man. What's up? You know, I like to surprise you because I get a laugh, yeah. you know, so I'm, I like to surprise you, but, but mm-hmm. I can you no well, if if you're ready to get out there, because you know some of the people I know, like you know them, know them, like Kevin Matthews, mm-hmm. Alvin Muhammad, mm-hmm. uh, Donald that runs the insurance uh, mm-hmm. company, uh, play guitar, and David Harris. You you know a lot of people, but um, <clears throat> um, I'm opening up my storefront, and I want you guys, you know, I and. I, Here's the thing, you know, I'm doing a lot of this by myself. And Bobby, you know, I don't ask for help or anything. I just, I just, you know, if people's hearts been touched to be a part of something that I'm doing or I'm doing with them, then yeah, hey, you know, hey, help your brother out. So I'm, I'm needing donations or whatever anybody. Man, needs. where is your storefront at? Where is your yeah. storefront? Okay, I, was, man. I was building to it. Since well, you didn't I'm already be, put be, that out I'm like that. Taking a long time. Yeah, he's taking a long time. You know, running on time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I wanted to surprise my brother Robert too. So I'm gonna do okay. like this and let you guys guess and then I'm gonna get on out for here and we can talk okay. out the phone. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a neighbor to Brother Robert's uh church. What? A neighbor? What you mean a neighbor? What? <laughs> Where about? Where about? Robert, no. <laughs> you know what he's talking about? Yeah, Pastor. on on Greenwood. Oh, well, you gonna be on Greenwood? Oh, so you can actually. I'm actually in my store right now on Greenwood. Where now? Which one is that? 
next to Robert. I'm you see next to church? I'm in I'm in Suite 104 across from Wanda J. Oh, okay. That's okay. <laughs> the corner. Is that by Fat Guys? Yeah, no, well, I'm, I'm I'm on I'm on the west side, the the okay. the uh, uh, last space. Where the Black Wall Art Gallery used to be. Where the Art Gallery used to be. Right, right. Well, no, wow. I'm, I'm on the west side. I'm on the west yeah. side. You yeah, said you yeah. said where the art gallery used to be. No, 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 no. The west side. That's where Doctor Reed's wife used to be. No, that's on the corner. That's on the corner. You know, he's on. That's uh, on the you corner. Where, I'm. I'm. I'm a you where, down from there. You okay. you where uh, you had t-shirts in there once before on consignment, didn't you? Now that's the the uh, Greenwood Historic. That's about two. I'm next to the architect. Well, you don't agree with the cigar yeah, with, the, with the baseball with the cigar on, guy that moved out. Well, the cigar yeah, guy moved out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Man, I want to say you I want right to be the that. first uh-huh. Cleo to say congratulations. Congratulations, yeah. my brother. Welcome to from the path of the granddad of Greenwood, uh, Vernon. Uh, welcome to Greenwood, right. man. Welcome to Greenwood. That is good. Now, yeah, I'm gonna right. be missing. I'm gonna be messing with you, man. You know I'm gonna <laughs> be missing. You, <laughs> you know I'm gonna be all down there messing with you. It's it's the most high, man. It's the most yeah. high. But I, you know, I'm, I I need the community. Thank you, but I need the community support. support. You know, so what are you yeah. doing? What are you doing? You doing? You doing your you doing your t-shirts down there? I'm doing I'm doing the T-shirt, but the name the the father put this in my heart about two weeks, three weeks back, real strong. I had no clue this is what it was going to end up being. But the name of the T-shirt uh, company or store is going to be called Black Wall Street Tees and Souvenirs. <laughs> okay, huh? <laughs> you gonna do it, boy? They don't have a souvenir shop down there. They don't People have always one. walk down there yeah, looking they for don't have one. They don't have one. Right. Absolutely. Y'all, y'all know I just, I, yeah, y'all know strictly I'm just, you know, I do t-shirts and that's it. But mm-hmm. the father spoke to my heart three weeks ago and he just oh. kept saying, get a store, get a store. And uh, it's funny how it ended up, but I, uh, Tori down here told yeah. me, Hey, I need some T-shirts down here, and I was like, "Okay, you just want me to bring them?" She said, "No, I want you to come set up." And then, of course, I'm in there, and she says, "You know what? You need your own storefront." <laughs> and I was that, like back to back, like within yeah. days. And I said, "Well, show me the ropes." I mean, I, I never had a storefront on my own. She said, "Go across the street and talk mm-hmm. to me." And so. Yeah. That same day, I went to Miss Wilson, and then as soon as I was talking to Miss Wilson, she she proclaimed, she said, "Oh, okay, you got this store. I got a store for you." And then here comes uh-huh. a, a Freeman guy, and he said, "Okay, okay. here you go." Okay, that sounds good, man. We on the last two minutes of the show, and uh, we're gonna support support you. So I'll, I'll talk to you in a minute, okay? Congrats. Okay, brother Congrats. Robert, call me when you get done. Okay. okay, my phone battery is dead, so I gotta <laughs> wait to charge. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me get one more phone call. Nine one eight four zero two. You're on the Bobby Eaton show. What's going on, kings and queens? This is Chief. Hey, Chief, how you oh doing, my man? Goodness. You in the last few yeah. seconds of the show. 
So what's I going know, on? With I know. Leader. I know. Mm-hmm. And I ain't gonna say nothing. But thank you. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I wanna thank, thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby, for being just really being a, a conduit, you know, for our community and for and for bringing a you know a space for people's voices like the phenomenal Dr. Turner that you got with you. And, and of course the queen sitting next to you, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. but I, I just really want to thank you, man. I want to thank you for Bobby Eaton's show and the legacy that you're creating, you know, because people are going to remember you long after you're gone. So I just want to oh, you man, appreciate thank you so much, man. It's all in my yeah. heart to, is to give back, you know, save Absolutely. one. Somebody did Absolutely. it for me. I didn't do it for That's myself. Right. Somebody did it for me. Thank you, Brother Good Chief. Thing. Thanks so much. And you're thank welcome. you so you're much, welcome. okay? All right. Take care. All right. Hey, thank you, Pastor Turner. Oh, it's my pleasure. For coming on here, man, and doing this and sharing all this pertinent information, man. We're going to get you back in here. Okay. Okay? Okay. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. It's just really been a joy um, to be a part of your show my first time. And um, thank you for having me. And uh, keep me, and please, your listening audience, keep me lifted up in prayer uh, every Wednesday at 4.30. Sounds good to me. Sherry Lasky. Yes, sir. Hey, we've had a great time, huh? Definitely. Great conversation. And uh, we're going to do it once again, okay? Okay. All right. Hey, you've been on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. You can always tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And on Saturdays from 12 to 2 p.m. This Wednesday, Charlie Red, Full Flavor Kings, gonna be in here, chopping it up some music from a musical standpoint. So tune in this coming Wednesday. Until the next time, we want you to stay black. Hey, this is Ralph Johnson of Earth, Wind, and Fire, and whenever I'm in Tulsa, I'm tuned in to KPOB 89.9 on the FM.